When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week we're going to get a little seasonal and talk about Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toy Maker. Adam's being strangled to death by a little Santa ball. Scott's being attacked by Larry the Larva. And I am just ripping my face off and putting on my father's face instead because this movie is batshit crazy. Let's talk about Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toy Maker. Not bad. I'm actually impressed that you... You know, it's funny. Yeah. If you write your own... You don't stutter as much. <laughs> yeah. Who would have who thought? <laughs> I didn't write anything, though. I just randomly decided to wing that one, so we'll see how that goes. No, uh, that was well. That was well done. This wasn't another Carol Ann debacle or uh, anything. Carol <laughs> You know what? So right before we hit record, Adam revealed to us that he has no notes for this movie, which is absolutely fine because i have almost a full page of plot description for this movie i have i have no fucking anything for this movie this movie is such a mystery to me <laughs> like it's so strange why are oh, you so I'm... confused by this movie like we've watched way weirder shit we have but this this is like this is like if you programmed a bunch of robots to make the most confusing movie possible. And well, then... they did. That's literally part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> All right. So so I'm just going to start rocking through this description. The movie starts off with this Santa Claus ball killing the boy, this little kid's father, but like sort of. Like, cause well, the, cause the ball after like, after he has discovered his mom having sex. Yes, but like the ball like wraps its arms around the father or whatever, and it makes a scary face. But I, I don't think it's really doing any damage to the guy. Like, it's not until he starts flailing around and then falls onto something sharp that he actually dies. Like, I'm pretty sure if he just 
stood there, the ball wouldn't have done anything to him. Well, no, it was like it's if you were in the same position, you probably would Oh, you'd panic. Fall, yeah, you'd panic and then fall on a, you know, a, a fire poker. Scott Scott just described my exact sentiments for this movie because I like words start coming out of my mouth and I want to have an opinion on it. And then all of a sudden it's just gone. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. We jumped to two weeks after this, this death and uh, the little boy Derek has not spoken since him and his mother, Sarah are about to go meet the old toy maker, Joe and his bizarre son, Pino and Pino. They're, they're both trying to sell him a bunch of toys, but Pino is really insistent that he buys this, Larry the Larva toy. And at this point, I have to make a confession that the character Joe, in what will be revealed later, his last name is Pedo. And I've watched this movie four or five times. This was the first time that I got it. <laughs> like, this was the first time. No, that's a lie. No. He did. He typed me up and, like, messaged me before we started recording this. And he was like, guys, he was like, Adam. I didn't get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's... Well, here, here's the thing. This movie is actually called the original title before they changed it to Silent Night, Deadly Night Five was going to be uh, Puppet Master Five, the Toy Maker, and it was actually going to be called. Uh, after that, they thought that would be too too similar, so they decided to call it Puppet Master Five: The Pedo Years. And then they <laughs> thought that probably wasn't going to work out, you know, and so they decided on Silent Night, Deadly Night Five. <laughs> There's a scene also early on which just made me happy. I don't know why it made me happy, but when it first introduces Derek, he's watching the Rambo cartoon series, and that like fucking blew my mind. That that move, like I was like, oh shit, that's right, Rambo had a cartoon series. Like it was very exciting when I saw that on television. Anyway, so they leave. They leave Joe Petto's store, and uh, as so- almost instantly upon them exiting the store, enters Noah, a drifter. And uh, he just starts buying a bunch of toys, including that Larry the Larva toy. And then he somehow uses that as a bargaining way to get out of his rent, which is impressive. Because <laughs> that toy is probably not very expensive. Like, I don't think that that toy is the equivalency of rent at all. No, and it looks awful, too. It looks like a shitty sex toy or something. <laughs> it just looks terrible. So, so he gives the toy to his landlord for an extension on his rent. And uh, the toy does that make sense? Yeah, the toy drills its way through the landlord's mouth and then out of its eye. And I distinctly remember this image from the back of the VHS. We also have a pretty amazing car POV shot throughout this whole scene that that keeps coming up that I love. This is my favorite death in the movie. I love this fucking thing. It's so shitty. Spoiler alert, by the way. I love this movie. This is like my favorite Silent Night, Deadly Night movie. By that's I, also I, saying like this is my favorite time that I got food poisoning. <laughs> this is my favorite instance of dysentery. Um, <laughs> I I actually kind of thought that that kill was cool right up until the thing comes out of his eye and you get a close up shot of its face and it has these fucking googly eyes on it that are looking <laughs> in three different directions. And I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck? Come on. No, that makes it even better. <laughs> it's it's like the stupid gremlin. But in Larry the Larva form, <laughs> it's it's only it's only point of the movie is to look stupid as, as fuck. fuck. <laughs> to look stupid as fuck. <laughs> so Noah starts searching around Pedo's house, and he finds a photo dating back to 1970. But Pino looks exactly the same, and it's very mysterious. And then Derek and Sarah go out of the house, 
to go shopping, and Pino just breaks in, and like there's like shots of him just like kind of laying in bed, just kind of looking like he's not really doing anything. It's you know he's he's trespassing, but I mean compared to like the breaking in sequence from from one hour photo, this is fairly tame. Like he's literally just like <laughs> chilling on the bed. But then they they catch him and they confront Joe, which causes oh man the scene the scene where he comes busting out of the closet. Too fucking. He's like, so Joe like drunkenly pushes Pino down the stairs and kills him. Maybe, yeah, um, but not, but, but not. Uh, which I guess at this point, because you mentioned it uh, a little bit there, Adam, the actor who plays Pino is giving one hundred and ten percent throughout this whole movie. Like, <laughs> like he is fucking killing it in this movie. So Noah turns out to be Sarah's ex and Derek's real father, and that's just kind of I don't know. I, I think Adam explained it best, where it's just like. She hates this guy, but then out of nowhere, she's just like, yep, let's fuck right here in the middle of this parking lot. Well, we get let's these just multiple... say that's the least realistic part of this movie. We, we get these multiple sex scenes, right? Like, we get the sex scene in the house where that fucking robotic hand is, like, fingering the guy's butthole. Off. He's and like, he's yeah, loving it. He's loving yeah, every second. <laughs> oh, he's so into it. <laughs> And then all the toys, like, it cuts back and you see that they're, like, surrounded by toys. But, of course, it's they're in the middle of sex. There's no way they'd notice. But it's also intercut with this, like, other scene where they're in the car and it's supposed to be, like, romantic? Sort of? <laughs> like, it's really taking itself seriously there. And and I'm like, this guy disguised himself as a mall Santa to get close to your son. And you're about to have sex with him? Like, what the fucking fuck is going on well, man? Like, and and like it says you know they, they leave because because noah was too freaky as santa for the kid as if clint howard would have been less freaky as the santa <laughs> <laughs> i almost forgot clint howard was in there. <laughs> i always forget clint howard is in movies <laughs> Remember that time that they gave Clint Howard the Lifetime Achievement Award at the MTV Video Music Award or Video Movie Awards, and uh, he didn't get that it was a joke, and they felt so bad that they had to turn it into a legitimate Lifetime Achievement Award from that point on. Oh, oh. my God, I'm YouTube and that. Oh, oh yeah, because like yeah. all the previous winners were like Chewbacca and like all this other stuff, and then they were like, you know who we should give it to? Clint Howard, and they didn't even list it as Clint Howard. It was to that guy and they just showed like a series of clips of like when he's just got one scene in a movie and he gave this really emotional speech about how like he's been doing all this work in hollywood and finally he's finally being recognized for all the hard work that he's put in all these years and then like after that it was just like legitimate actors started winning lifetime achievement award like they were like oh we went too far with the meanness here oh clint 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 come on <laughs> The voice of uh, the voice of the little baby elephant in the first jungle in the in the original Jungle Book, Clint Howard. Whoa! <laughs> wow, that blew my mind way more than any of the stupid shit that happens in this film. Uh, so- I, I I really do want you to try and explain the plot of this movie from this point moving forward. Okay, so it, it's so fucking weird. So me. so I'm not gonna lie. I may have had Wikipedia to help me out. This this particular movie has way too helpful of a Wikipedia page. Um, so Derek is kidnapped by Joe, uh, and I, I'll put Joe in quotes here, who uh, uses various evil toys to attack Derek's babysitter and her boyfriend. Sarah arrives at the toy store 
and finds Joe's dead body. The Joe that kidnapped Derek is actually a robot who is also Pino. Joe created the robotic Pino to replace his real dead son. He reveals that he wants Sarah to be his mother, which is why he's been exclusively trying to kill Derek. And then he begins to dry hump her while le- yelling, I love you, mommy. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, 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 I always forget that that happens. Like, it's awful. This was like the boner from Zardos all over again. I was like looking at my dick, looking at the movie, looking at my dick, looking at the movie. <laughs> um, so then Sarah stabs him in the head with a screwdriver, and then she cuts him in half with an axe. And then she also crushes his head because overkill. And then Derek finally just speaks. Like Derek, apparently that a terrible traumatic experience. And Derek's just like, "Hey, whatever, mommy. It's just Christmas, right?" Like, or like whatever the fuck he says. Well, one traumatic experience makes you a mute, but a second one cancels the other one out, and now you can talk again. Right? If yeah. they made a Silent Night, Deadly Night six, you know that it would be that de- like it would just revert back to the original Silent Night, Deadly Night, where this experience has caused Derek to be a killer Santa Claus. Yes, <laughs> that's what's happened to everyone else in this stupid series, except for the fourth one that doesn't have anything to do with Christmas. I haven't watched it. It's, it just, it's about witches, right? It's about witches in Los Angeles in December. So it's Los Angeles in December. Like there's no snow. There's nothing Christmassy. The plot doesn't depend on Christmas whatsoever. Like, there is no reason for it to be a Silent Night, Deadly Night movie in the least. <laughs> this might actually be the weirdest series of fucking movies. Like, this is so strange to me that, ah, oh, this is so fucking weird. Like, what? Well, yeah, I, I if feel you like break it down, you, if you break it down movie by movie, right, like, the first Silent Night, Deadly Night is, like, whatever. It's, like, a schlocky grindhouse slasher film. And it, it's it's fine. It's a little long. It's it's not like any. It's not well made by any stretch of the imagination. There's a couple good kills or whatever, but it's just whatever. Then its sequel is an hour long recap of the it's an hour. Awesome and, hour long recap. It, it's an hour long recap of the hour and twenty minute original film, followed by like a really iconically terrible garbage day sequence. <laughs> garbage day. But then the third one. The third one has like. The kid from the second one with his brain exposed the whole time in, like, a jar around his head or whatever. And it's about, like, him being telekinetically linked to another person. And then the well, fourth one I don't think I've seen the third one. Yeah. Oh, then the fourth one's about witches. The fourth one's about witches. And then this one's about Mick Rooney, which we didn't even mention that Joe Petto is Mickey Rooney. But, like... Uh, I think we mentioned it at the very beginning. Maybe. But uh, and he hated the first movie. I still love that you didn't get that joke. It was like if Mickey Rooney introduced himself, he's like, "Hi, I'm uh, Joe, robotic child rapist." Oh, that's an interesting last name. (laughs) (laughs) What what descendant? Like, where? What country are you from? Oh, that's uh, that's Greek. Oh, very interesting. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's almost as bad as the uh, as the brain damage. Not knowing, not catching (laughs) the joke. Never get to outlive. And, like, maybe um, I did remember it from, like, but I, I just remember when I was watching it just now, that was, like, a brand new experience for me, being like, wait, his name's Geppetto. <laughs> like, and with the amount of times that I watch this movie, I feel like I should have remembered that better. But you have no notes, correct? I, I don't have notes. You know what? I, like, right before, like, while we were recording the last episode, I had this movie on in the background, right? Like, I've, I've this is the third fucking time that I've watched it because I'm trying 
to think of anything to say about it. And it's, it's so surreal and weird that it does not lend itself to, to be talked about really. It's, it's just, it doesn't even have like, like number two has garbage day, right? Like yeah, I could yeah. talk about garbage day for <laughs> fucking ever. That scene is hilarious. <laughs> Every actor's choice in that scene is just beyond brilliant. Right. But this is just, this is just too fucking much, man. Like they're, they're taunting me. Like they're looking at me and being like, yeah, Make fun of this. I fucking dare you. Like, <laughs> what, are you, what the shit am I supposed but, to say? But I think that that's why I like it the most out of the whole franchise is because it's batshit crazy. It is the most Christmassy of all of the films. Like, it's the one that feels the most like a Christmas horror film. Like, it's fucking Christmas all over the goddamn place. But also, like, it's super weird. It's super ridiculous. But it's really aware that it's weird and ridiculous, and it's just like fuck you. This is what we are. <laughs> you know, everyone everyone in the movie is aware of what's going on, except Mickey Rooney and the bra that played the mom. They're, yeah. they're both like the, the well, the, the girl that played the mom is like it, she can't act. And Did she, you say the broad? Like, what is this? He keeps calling her a broad. <laughs> like, and it's real like, weird. It's like the forties. Are you yeah, Mickey Rooney? <laughs> like, that's the one I'm talking about. That's the broad. Yeah, my name's Duke, and I'm here to fucking party. Let's have sex in that goop on the floor. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't have anything to add. <laughs> yeah, no that like that woman has no idea that she's even in a movie. Um, and Mickey Rooney is just like Mickey Rooney is just like this lost puppy dog that. That's so desperate for work that he's just he's down for whatever, right? Like he doesn't care if he has to take his own face off and watch his sexless, genderless son fucking wander around as a weird puppet at the end of the movie. He's he doesn't care. He's just happy that somebody somebody called him and gave him work. He's like, Who are you? <laughs> he doesn't even know he's being filmed. He thinks that he actually starred in a live-action Pinocchio movie. Yes, <laughs> I'm playing Geppetto. <laughs> like, like, Get me my medicine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor dead Mickey Rooney. <laughs> R.I.P. Mickey Rooney. I, I, the whole time I was watching this, I feel bad. I'm just assuming he's dead. I feel like I need to check to make sure. Continue. I, Sorry. The whole time that I was watching this, I kept calling him Ricky Mooney. I kept fucking his name <laughs> up, <laughs> which is a way better name, by the way. Ricky Mooney, beautiful. I, I honestly, I got nothing for this. <laughs> like people, people need to watch it. Like you should absolutely check it out. On Christmas Day with your whole family, um, you should watch this movie. But I, I just don't know what there is that could be said about it, right? Like it's, it's beyond commentary. Like it, it, it just cannot be talked about. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna have to agree. Uh, and just you know, good news. Well, not good news, but Mick Rooney is dead, so we didn't. We weren't just. Like, Whoa! Oh my oh, god! Oh my god! Is, that's good. That's. Uh, Damn. <laughs> so, you know, clear that. Clear that up real quick. Maybe you want to just uh, edit that out. <laughs> hey, good news, guys. Mickey Rooney's fucking dead. <laughs> hey, he lived a good long life. He made it to the 90s. Uh, yeah, well, he did get to see your favorite time of, of existence. I, I, so. meant age, I meant his age, but sure, yeah, that's who he did survive that oh, glorious okay. de- He survived that glorious decade known as the 90s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
God. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. All right, so do we want to talk about what we watched this week? Do I? All right, why don't you guys go ahead? I'm, I'm saying, yeah, I'm going to say you go ahead if you want. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I watched a movie called Lost After Dark. Uh, have you guys heard about this movie? No. Oh, okay, Lost After, after Dark. No, After Dark. But not. No, 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 Lost After Dark. Um, it's, it's, uh, movie from 2015 and it's like i mean it's it's supposed to be an homage to 80s slashers like early 80s slashers it's a bunch of high school kids that like skipped out on their high school dance so that they could go out and have like a weekend in the at at the the good girls cabin family cabin and um you know that kind of shit but um it's just i i enjoyed it um I, I appreciated the fact that it was a very – it felt like an honest take on 80s slasher flicks. Instead of being super meta, like it knew what it was, but it wasn't – you know, I mean, we Final Girls is more meta. And it, it's way more like tongue-in-cheek, whereas this is more straightforward. It's just trying to hit the same aesthetic as 80s uh, – like the original round of slasher flicks. And that was refreshing to me. Because I don't think I can – nothing comes to the top of my mind from recent memory that I've seen that is like an honest take on that like subset of our favorite genre. So I don't know. I mean it, it's worth a watch. I'd like to get your guys input on it sometime. Okay. How about you, Adam? Ash versus Evil Dead has just been getting better and better as it goes along. It is honestly – it blows my mind every week how good this fucking show is. Like it just keeps getting better. Um, yeah, I, I'm mad. Have you caught up on it yet? Or? No, I keep. I have this friend that wants to watch it with me, and then they just keep getting fucking busy. So I, I might just say fuck it and watch it myself at this point. Yeah, you should just catch up on it. And I mean, they all. It feels like such a quick watch because you're just you're really enjoying it while it's going on, right? So it just blows past. Um, yeah, it 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 does things that you don't expect it to do. It just keeps getting better and fucking better. And Lucy Lawless is fucking hilarious in it. Obviously, Lucy Bruce Lawless Campbell is, is in fucking it? hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh man, it's I need so to watch this fucking so good. Bad. I really need to watch it. Oh, it's really good, and it ties back in so many things from like the original Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two that you wouldn't actually really expect it to tie back in, and like. Oh, it's so fucking good. Um, I think that's really the only other thing I can think of that I watched this week. Yeah, that's about it. Okay, so I've had a lot, like, between the two episodes, I have probably had more what we watched in the for this than normal, and that's because, quick story from work. Uh, so they're doing construction on the third floor of the office building that I work in, 
and uh, I work on the fourth floor. So Wednesday night at 11, my boss called me because the guys doing construction cut through all of the wires to the entire building and completely shut down all of the phones and emails, which when you basically work in a call center is yeah. a big deal. So, yeah. so, uh, so while they had the people fixing everything, we got to work from home on Thursday. Nice. And since I just do emails, that just meant fucking movie marathon while while <laughs> while doing the emails. So I watched a lot of shit. Uh, so I split that up amongst two episodes. I watched The Babadook for the first time, and I didn't hate it. I, I thought it was okay. It's definitely better than It Follows by by a long shot. I like the look of the Babadook. I like like the few times that you see it. I like that it's this weird like paper cutout stop motion thing. Um, and how I, did you enjoy that small child screaming for okay, ninety minutes? Well, I know I know your <laughs> I know your opinion of small children, so that's understandable. Yeah, I mean it's it's a small child screaming. That's a big chunk of the movie. What I I like what the movie is like. I like the idea that. It could, like, up until a certain point, it could just be this woman's manifestation of her hatred of her son. And man, is her son easy to hate. So that's, like, totally understandable. By the way, you know my opinion of child actors. Thanks for watching, making me watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 5. <laughs> yeah, watching it, like, six times hey, this week. Hey, the kid doesn't talk, so it kind of is okay. He's that like, almost hey. makes it worse. He's so <laughs> fucking, oh, my God, he's just... Mouth breathing, looking like an idiot the whole fucking. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Baba Duke. Go ahead. So, so my biggest issue: Have all of us seen the Baba Duke, or just Adam and I? Yeah, I haven't seen it. I have no interest in watching. Okay, it. I. What I don't like about the Baba Duke is like the ending feels like it's fucking out of left goddamn field, where it's just like this was. I guess this was supposed to be a serious horror movie. Like as far as I could tell, it was supposed to be a serious horror movie. But then, like, you get this ending, and this ending is like. I guess like the Babadook's their pet now. Like, I don't yeah, know. for what fucking purpose would you <laughs> want it in your house? Like, yeah. like she goes like the ending of the movie is like they finally like confront this this you know specter or whatever the fuck, and then they, it cuts to them like a couple weeks later, and they're like ha 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 playing in the backyard and shit, and she's like oh I'll be right back, I have to go do the thing, and she takes a plate of food and puts it in the basement for this ghost to eat like yeah. what the fucking shit man why do you want that in your house it's you, you <laughs> well they don't go... have the choice that's the whole thing. it's like wait i thought the nursery sign sign said like you'll never get rid of the baba duke and they're just like oh well, i guess we gotta just keep it as a pet then or like like what the f like it's such like a it feels like a wacky comedy ending to what was like otherwise supposed to be a serious horror movie like it's super fucking weird and surreal and i don't know what to think of it so that was my that that kind of bothered me. I watched Q the Winged Serpent. Have you ever seen Q the Winged Serpent? Oh, I've wanted to watch that for a long time. It is fun as fuck. Like that movie. That movie is absolutely ridiculous from start to finish. And uh, I feel like I, I feel like both of you would like it, but I think Adam would really fucking like it. How is Q spelled? Is it just the letter Q? Just the letter Q. Yeah, it's Quetzalcoatl. It's um the the, it's like this Mayan god monster thing. It's claymation. It's a claymation monster. It's from like the late eighties, like mid to late eighties. They they just were like, hey, let's make a fucking claymation monster movie like we used to love. Yeah, <laughs> and um, 
and like it's about like a alcoholic piano player in New York who's the only one that knows where the monster lives. But like he's since he's such a shitty human being, he's like, look, I can tell you where this monster is that's killing New York, but not until you pay me some big buckarinos. Like it's just ridiculous. And then like the mobs in the movie, it's just like someone was just throwing everything on a canvas and hoping to make a beautiful painting one day. Um and then the the movie and I texted you guys about this. So weird ass movie night. We watched Feeders too. Sleigh bells. Have have either yeah, one of you? Yeah, I, I don't even know what fucking Feeders is. This is right out of left field. Yeah, I've never even heard of it. Okay, so Feeders. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want to know. So Feeders. Here's the story with Feeders. Feeders is an hour and five minute long movie that Blockbuster Video released. <laughs> it shot on home video. <laughs> And the only reason that it got a release was because it was like right when Blockbuster first started doing like, hey, we're going to produce our own films. And it was the summer of Independence Day. And these two dudes in like middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, shot this movie for like $200 on their camera with these like foam puppet aliens that were eating people. And they were like, "Yep, nope. We'll just ca- we'll give it a badass cover. We'll cash in on it. It was in. Ev- it was available in every blockbuster. Um, and then they made a sequel that takes place at Christmas time. That is so insane. Like every second of it is insane. Every actor is worse than the actor that came on the screen before them. They <laughs> they claimed they claimed that the budget of the movie." was twenty five dollars. Like and, and it fucking shows these aliens they so the alien budget went down somehow. Now the alien budget is literally a a stick with a styrofoam ball on it spray painted black with a face drawn on it. And no. They attack they attack Santa Claus at one point. Santa Claus exacts revenge by building a laser gun to fight the aliens. Like it is so insane from every second. But like we had such a blast during that forty minutes watching this movie that all I want to do is fucking screen this movie to an audience and then just lambast it with you guys. Like we can't do an episode. Sometimes, sometimes I think like, yeah, I would totally come to Weird Ass Movie Night if I could. And then I realize it's bring your own food. And I'm like, no, I would not sit through any of this shit if I have to fucking feed myself. <laughs> it didn't used to be bring your own food. It's just when I got my new work schedule, I, I uh, wasn't getting home until like 7. We used you to can't just pick work. up some Popeye's chicken on the way home, Matt? Come on. But, uh, you know, I'm just saying, I'm going to look into – I'm sincerely looking into how I can obtain the approval to do a screening of Peter's Two Sleigh Bells. And uh, I will I will fucking pay for your plane tickets to screen this movie in front of an audience and then just do a live episode. Maybe not next Christmas, but the Christmas after that, it needs to happen. I can't watch this film. By the way, I'm watching the the, the preview for it. Oh, no, 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 like, no. Everything is ter- terrible, and it, it, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it sounds, it's not it even sounds entertaining. Like it's 1984's. Things right, yeah, like, no. it sounds a lot like things. Dude, the guys, the guys acting, the 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 acting throughout. The, the I swear to God, the mother in this family that's being terrorized by these aliens does not ever speak above a monotone throughout the entire thing. Like her kids are screaming, and she's just like, 
calm down, Daddy. We'll be okay. We just have to wait. Like it's it's so insane. And then the flip side is like the main character's boss, who has like literally fifteen seconds of screen time is overacting like a goddamn champ where he's like, I hate son of a bitch! Or I hate Christmas, you stupid son of a bitch! And then just like wanders off like he's supposed to be like Scrooge for a second. It's fucking... I don't know how this movie exists. These guys have made like 80-something movies in their goddamn backyard and have like a career now. They have a they have a film called Peter Rotten Tale that I kind of want to check out. But yeah, so, uh, you know... I'm just saying. Think about it. We could, we could, do, we could do great things with feeders too. Oh, it's, it sounds amazing. <laughs> so that was Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part Five: The Toy Maker, uh, starring Mickey Rooney or Rick Mooney as as some Mickey Mooney. Ricky Mooney. <laughs> um, so send us some emails. Let us know what cool shit you got for for Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever other holiday. You may be celebrating. What's some of your favorite like holiday-themed horror films? Let us know. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to do an episode next week because of the holiday. We might we might just take a break. Maybe we'll do a, a retroactive episode or something something like that. And then we'll be back and, and kicking in 2016 for sure. Uh, we've got a great list of stuff lined up from suggestions that you guys have sent us. So keep sending us suggestions at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to add if this is potentially the last episode of 2015? Uh, don't watch Peter Rottentail because I'm looking <laughs> at, at just pictures. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> I haven't looked up anything uh, but the name. <laughs> ha- happy Holidays and New Year's Evil. You should cut that out. That, <laughs> New Year's Eve. Good news. Well, not good news, but Mick Rooney is dead. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pasta Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.